Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When they're ready, they'll let us know. Very simple. Ready to do whatever. Doesn't make any difference. Whatever they want to do, I'm ready. That's the president talking about Iran. And we said to ourselves, we said, we need to talk to somebody who knows a lot about that part of the world, about what could be going on with us in Iran. Indeed. A lot of strong statements, a lot of talking heads who don't have half an idea what they're talking about. And then you have Ambassador Faisal al-Istrabadi, who is the former Iraq ambassador to the U.N., one of the authors of that country's constitution and director for the center of something behind Sean's head. Thank you. The study of the <laughs> Middle East at Indiana University. Uh, my apologies, Ambassador Alice Trabati. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. Delighted to be with you again. Thank you. It's been too long. So why don't we begin with uh, Iran and their, their recent actions, their motivations. Uh, what's their game? What are their goals? Well, uh, I think that a uh, uh, couple of things. One, uh, as is always the case, uh, regime survival is the number one priority. And uh, there are people in the U.S. administration that have given conflicting signals about that. John Bolton, the national security advisor, very famously wants regime change in Iran. Now, it's interesting because the president has said that he is not interested in regime change. He only wants uh, he only wants um, to ensure that Iran doesn't uh, obtain a nuclear weapon. Now, the problem with that is that the United States is actually transferring nuclear technology to Saudi Arabia as we speak. 
Um, and so Iran will be looking back across the Gulf and saying, uh, uh, this doesn't look good for us. In the meantime, they were um, actually complying with the terms of the so-called Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, which is what the president calls a nuclear deal. And they, there is zero evidence that they were not in compliance with those terms. It's the United States which went out of compliance and withdrew unilaterally, couldn't even bring the uh, European allies aboard. And so the Iranians are looking at this and saying, what's our incentive for negotiating? We negotiated. We came to an agreement. We abided by an agreement. Um, and the other side violated it. So what assurances do we have that if we negotiate again, we won't be in the same position a year, two years, three years down the road? Um, it's, um, it's one thing to renegotiate. It's another to withdraw and reinstitute sanctions without a justification under the original agreement, at least, um, and then expect the other side to negotiate again. It's, it's a very tricky situation the president has put the U.S. in, um, and the Iranians aren't playing his game. Well, maybe that was the problem with the agreement. I was watching Senator Marco Rubio make the point yesterday that while they were in, a, in a compliance with the agreement, as you just said, with the specifics that we discussed, they were not in compliance with the spirit of the uh, uh, agreement and that they were continuing to be the world's number one exporter of terror and be involved in a bunch of things that we don't like. So how do, you, how do we deal with that? Well, you, the, you, you deal with that as such. You don't – that may – first of all, there's no such thing as spirit of an agreement. There's, a, there's an agreement and there are terms of an agreement, and Senator Rubio knows that. Um, you know, uh, you would be hard if, – if you had made every payment on your, on your mortgage on time and in the proper amount – um, you would feel mightily put upon if your mortgage company foreclosed on your house because it felt you were not in compliance with the spirit of the mortgage agreement. Uh, there, there are terms of a mortgage agreement, and if you either comply or you don't. This is an international agreement that is sanctioned by um, uh, six countries, seven if you include Iran, but five, uh, some of America's closest allies and the United Nations Security Council on which the United States sits where it, along with four other powers, has a veto. You have never had a, a guest on your show more critical of the Iranian government and of its actions in the Middle East than I. There may be others who hold it in the same low regard, the government of Iran, as I do, but you've never had one that has it, holds it in lower regard than I do. Um, but this isn't a game of monopoly. This this is, you know, playing at at the highest level in the international community, and there's ways of doing things. And what the president did in unilaterally withdrawing us generally is not it, particularly because I can't tell what the strategy behind the United States actions is. I know what the steps they're taking are, but sanctions are not a policy. What's the policy? Right. Well, I happen to agree know. with the president's uh, point of view on the uh, the previous agreement, but uh, walking away from it is an enormous gamble. Um, By the I, way, Donald Trump, candidate Donald Trump, agreed with that. Yeah. Look, Jim Mattis, General Mattis, a former Secretary of Defense, was against the agreement. He thought, and he was out of government at the time, of course, and he thought the agreement that the Obama administration entered into was was a mistake. 
But he also thought withdraw and testified in Congress when he was still Secretary of Defense that it was a it would be a strategic mistake for the United States to withdraw. And the pro and, and Trump said that as well. well. What he said, he said it differently when he was a candidate. Uh, what he said was it's an international agreement. It involves our allies and you can't just walk away from an international agreement. He's right about that. But if you do walk away, um, you would have thought you would do it in a way that would bring the allies on board so there would be international support other than Israel, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain and the United Arab Emirates. The United States has no support for what, for what it did in walking away from the agreement, and therefore no way – you know, the United States may be the sort of 800-pound gorilla in international affairs, uh, but as, as Vietnam proved, I think, two generations ago or a generation ago – um, the United States still can't do it alone. It's it's not strong enough to take on the entire world. Um, it needs allies to get its strategic objection uh, objectives. Sorry, its strategic objectives accomplished. And here, I don't even think we know what those objectives are. How about we start at the uh, at the well at the top of this discussion, which would be. Uh, Iran getting a nuclear weapon. Is that something we should, you hold them in low, in low regard, is that something we should just not allow no matter what the price is to pay? We just cannot let Iran have a nuclear weapon? Well, believe me, as someone, as you know, in your introduction, you pointed out I was an ambassador from Iran's, uh, from the country that shares a thousand mile border with Iran. I am uh, the last one that wants to see Iran with a, with a nuclear weapon. But to to get us to that state... It would help if the United States weren't transferring nuclear arms technology to Saudi Arabia, Iran's chief rival in the region. And and we're also transferring nuclear technology. The United States is transferring technology to the United Arab Emirates as well. Um, Another rival, although a much relatively minor rival compared to Saudi Arabia. Quick question about that. If uh, forgive me for interjecting, but is the 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 hatred, the fear between Iran and Saudi Arabia primarily theological or the political Sunni uh, Shia? So it's it's just your good old fashioned. Yeah, so you had the say it's, it's geopolitics. Uh, a lot of the talking heads you were talking about at the, when you were introducing the topic, you can't. I mean, you can't think about the Middle East without thinking about religion. It's politics. When the Shah was uh, well, you know, was was running Iran back until 1979, when the mullahs came to power, you had the same tensions between him and the other states, and he was as secular as you could hope for. Right. Um, but uh, so it's uh, but by the way, if you want to know who started the Iranian nuclear program, it would be a minor little country you might have heard of called the United States of America. Oh, well, I've made mistakes through my life, too. <laughs> yes, I've, I understand that. So whenever I hear about the nuclear transfers we're doing to Saudi Arabia, I always sort of in the back of my mind think, hmm, what could go wrong? Ambassador Faisal El-Istrabadi is on the line, former Iraq ambassador to the U.N. Obviously, uh, we haven't mentioned a, a little country there uh, by the Dead Sea, Israel. Uh, they certainly have a voice in the region and have made it utterly clear that they're not going to wait till there's a mushroom cloud over Tel Aviv. They're going to strike Iran. Do you take them at their word? Um, not really for a technical reason. Um, they don't have the hardware to do what would be necessary to do to take out a any Iran, any restarted Iranian nuclear program. 
Um, they there are uh, the they were able to take out the Iraqi program back in um, 1981 or 82. I can't remember now because uh, well the Iranians learned from the lesson that Iraq the mistakes Iraq made. Um, they would need to first of all they don't have the refueling uh, ability. They don't have the heavy bombers. They don't have the heavy bombs. Um, it's the basically the only country that can do this is the United States, hmm. which is why Netanyahu has been trying to get uh, the U.S. to do it for 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 years. He's been saying for more than a decade that Iran is a year away from a nuclear bomb, which is the odd thing about withdrawing from the deal, because the deal for all, all its flaws. And I agree with you. It's a, it was a very flawed deal. Um, George W. Bush walked away in 2004, I think it was, from a much stronger deal. Uh, he refused to sort of pull the trigger and make an agreement with the Iranians, and the Iranians just kept working. And by the time uh, Obama made his deal in 2015, the terms of the deal were much less in the favor of the United States than if the United States had made an agreement with Iran in 2004. But that's the that's the hand uh, we were uh, dealt. Um, I agree with strengthening the deal. I think there was a way to uh, try to make the deal a little more permanent or more permanent or permanent and to bring Iran within compliance with what's called the additional protocol of the nonproliferation treaty. But um, a unilateral withdrawal without the support even of the European allies, much less Russia and China as permanent members of the Security Council, I don't think was the way to do it. So I've been reading a lot about uh, the leader of the Arab Emirates, uh, MS, what's MBZ, MBZ. And, and his and his role in the Middle East and now he and MBS with Saudi Arabia are working together to try to eliminate yeah. Iran. So uh, th- this is a really high stakes game, isn't it? It's an extremely high stakes game, and it's unfortunately one that the U.S. is getting drawn into. And I don't think there's a happy outcome for the United States to be involved in these sorts of regional uh, regional disputes. The crown prince of uh, the UAE is MBZ, Mohammed bin Zayed, um, and he is sort of rumored to be kind of the mentor of the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. They're both they both have the titles of crown prince and they both run their respective countries for a variety of reasons. Um, and they are indeed taking on Iran. Keep in mind, uh, they have been trying to take on the Houthis of Yemen for, what is it, four or five years now? I can't remember exactly when the bombing started. I think it was 2014. It might have been 15. Um, and they haven't been able to take on a rebel group in a little country like Yemen, which uh, they regard that little rebel group as one of Iran's proxies. If they can't take them on effectively, I don't know how they're going to take Iran effectively. And one of my real fears, and keep in mind, I know you introduced me as an Iraqi ambassador, and I was, but I'm also a natural-born citizen of the United States. I'm a natural-born citizen of both countries. So as an American citizen born in the United States, I'm really concerned that a, that, a, that a one or two regional powers in the Middle East have a real interest in trying to draw the United States into an armed conflict with Iran. And I see no, uh, no United States national security interest in getting into a shooting war with Iran, although improving the deal with Iran is certainly in the American interest if it can be done through diplomacy. Faisal al-Istrabadi, former Iraq ambassador to the UN, director of the Center for the Study of the Middle East at Indiana University. Sir, it's always enlightening. We sure appreciate the time. Thanks a million. It's always a pleasure. I enjoy it very much. Thank you. Okay. Follow-up, discussion, etc. to come. Stay with us. 
Armstrong and Getty. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important. Important information.